Hey everybody, welcome to another bonus episode of Randing and Raving. We are back with Joe Rand, Chief Creative Officer for Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Real Estate Raconteur. The premise of this series is very simple. We have listeners call in to 480-270-4590 and leave a question or a comment for Joe to respond to. Joe has no idea which voicemail I'm going to play for him, and we just sit back, relax, and let Joe go. So let's get this show on the road. Joe, how you doing? Welcome. Bill, I am great. I'm feeling good. I am tanned. I am rested. You know that I was away last week Yep. Uh, in Jamaica. Took a trip for my wife's birthday, yeah. but it wasn't the kind, like if I had my choice, I'd go away with my wife. It's her birthday. We've been together a long time. We go yeah. away. We have a nice vacation together, but yeah. that's not what we did, Bill. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. No. Did the in-laws go? We took the kids. <laughs> that was her choice. It's her birthday. She gets to take these kids with us to Jamaica. Like Jamaica, man. I could sit on the beach. I could drink a big giant drink with fruit and and a, 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 an umbrella in it and rum. And I would curl my sand and I'd curl my my toes in the sand and I'd read a good book and I would relax and take naps. But no. That's that's the vacation I used to have ten years ago and yeah. before when I would go away. That's not the vacation I have now with a ten year old and an eight year old. You go to the beach with a ten year old and an eight year old. It's not a vacation, Bill. No, it's not. That's not fun. It's not. That's work. You're a pack mule. You're a you're a fight. You're you're a, you're a referee when they fight. You're oh. you have to go. I mean, they're doing. They're making the sandcastles. And I'm going in with the bucket. I'm like a I'm a donkey carrying buckets of water from the ocean to the to the to the castles. Oh my God, Bill! It was it's. I mean, I'm feeling good. I got some sun. I got some relaxation. Eventually, the kids go to bed yeah. with the help of the sedatives that I sneak into their dinner. <laughs> Benadryl. 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 <laughs> and whiskey. And uh, so I got some time with my wife to celebrate her birthday. Uh, we had it was a lovely trip. It's always good to get away. First time we've been away as a family since COVID started. Only the second or second time I think I've been on a plane since COVID, uh, or second trip I've been on a plane. So that was it was nice. It was nice to get away. You know, we had to go through all to get tested and everything like that. My yeah. wife and I are vaccinated. Our kids are too young, but uh, you know, with, with how this whole thing is with kids, so you, you manage your way around it. But um, but we had a good trip. Just not the kind of trip that it used to be when I used to go to the beach. Beach used to be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, no hassles, uh, Jamaican customs and everything. You just show off, like you show them up a report that you're clean and you're good to go. Yeah, you got to give. I mean, no hassles. You know, no hassles coming in to Jamaica. I mean, they they basically you show them. You have to get a test three days before and gotcha. go in. Okay. And they see the test coming back. Customs is a problem because oh. you know I've got that extra suitcase just packed with you know. <laughs> The stuff I picked up. Stuff so, you picked up, yeah. No, it's not even in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I picked up nothing. I already admitted to tax fraud on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to admit to illegal importation. Of anything. Uh, not even, it's not even illegal anymore, like the stuff that you would import from Jamaica. I think like hmm. Cuban cigars are now legal, right? Can't you buy those in I the U.S.? So. I think so. And, I, and, I, and you know, marijuana is now legal in Jersey, which is right across the border. I don't actually, I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't, I have nothing wrong with it, but I don't smoke marijuana. It gives me headaches. Um, 
but uh, but it is legal. So there's no need, no yeah. more need for that false compartment at the bottom of my uh, <laughs> of my suitcase that I've used so often. What so you're saying that publicly again, Joe? We gotta we gotta have a it's conversation right. about this. <laughs> You'll never find this. It's a little okay, trap. Okay. Little all right. All right. You never have to press it up. <laughs> All right. Good. Well, that's uh, good. Uh, sound like a great time in Jamaica. Let me uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's 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 get to this week's question. Um, I know you're going to love this one. You are going to absolutely love this one. So oh, okay. good. I'm here. Gonna... Here we go. Hello, this is John from Phoenix again. Uh, today, I'm wondering your thoughts on one upping in a conversation. When does it add to the conversation and when is it a rude thing to do? I'm asking because a friend told me recently I have a tendency to do that. Good or bad, I have a story that's better or worse. So I'm wondering where that line is, where one should shut up. And to put it in question form, let's say we're sitting at a lunch table and I'm telling everybody how yesterday what a thrill it was. I got to shake Ringo Starr's hand in Central Park. He said it was nice to meet me. But meanwhile, you once flew cross-country sitting next to Paul McCartney, and at the end of that flight, you two were like good buddies. Are you going to tell that story and stomp all over my Ringo encounter, or just zip it and let the conversation move on? That's my question. Thank you. Well, all right now, another question from John and Phoenix. John and Phoenix is becoming like our... Number one caller, like top caller, like you get him on the show every week. You know, if you run a, yeah, if you run, we're going to get him show. in monthly. We're going to get him in yeah. monthly for sure. Every month, we got to get a question from John. That last question, if you if you haven't heard it, you got to go back find the one about the stolen mango. Uh, whether you return it, I forget what the date was, but uh, check the show notes to find it. But listen to all of them. What you should do until yeah. you find them because they're all gold, Bill. Every yeah. show is gold. Every random gold. It's a solid gold. So John from Phoenix has a great question. This is a great question. This is about conversational dynamics of what do you do if someone tells a story in like a, you know, around a dinner table at a cocktail party, whatever. And you have a story that is way better than their story. In what context do you tell? Like he, he used the example of, Somebody met Ringo Starr, but you spent like a five-hour flight hanging out with Paul McCartney. Like that would be a – it'd be one-upping them. And and this is a very good question for me because I have lots of stories, Bill. I'm nothing but stories. I'm a collection mm -hmm. of various stories, which the way my main mind works is that I can connect them to anything. I can – any kind of opening, I can find an opening. So, for example, I'll tell you I, – I think I told the story about the about the – Jerry Seinfeld returning something at uh, at um, so if someone tells a Jerry Seinfeld story, for example, I would I might tell the Jerry Seinfeld story about once when I lived on the Upper West Side. He lived near me, and uh, he lived over like on 81st Street, and I saw him walking away from 81st Street like he was going somewhere, and he was carrying a bag from Banana Republic, and there was a Banana Republic three blocks away. The, uh, that that direction he was walking. So in other words, he was leaving his home walking, carrying a Banana Republic bag. He wasn't walking back from Banana Republic. Mm. He was walking to Banana Republic with a Banana Republic bag, which means, Bill, Jerry Seinfeld was returning a sweater that didn't fit from Banana Republic, which I have to say, the guy's a mega 
billionaire. This was at the height of Seinfeld. The guy is making money hand over fist, but somebody gives him a sweater that doesn't fit. And he's taking the hour that it's going to take for him to walk from 81st in Central Park West to 86th in Broadway, which is a good 10, 15 minute walk. Then he's going to stand online like a schmuck while holding the sweater. Then he's going to talk to the person. He has to show the gift receipt. They got to pick out of the sweater. He's got to decide whether he wants store credit or whatever. He's going to do that whole thing for like a $40 sweater. Seriously. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's great. He's a real person. That, I, that's why I love that story about Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. So the point is, if I'm hanging out with John from Phoenix and he says, oh, he once ran into Jerry Seinfeld. And like, oh, Jerry, blah, blah, blah. he saw him in concert. I saw him in concert and he was so great. Yeah. Now, do I then tell my Jerry Seinfeld story? Now, I think that there's some there are some rules that you have to follow with this. One is you have to be a good conversationalist. And mm. being a good conversationalist means laughing at other people's jokes, laughing at other people's stories. Like, I hate there are people that can be very funny, but they're very selfish funny. Like they're funny, but they never give to somebody else who's funny. Ah. You ever been in a conversation like that? Like, yes. Poke it off. Like they'll say funny things, but they'll never play with somebody else. Like the best funny people are conversationalists who will build on each other. Right. So that's what it kind of, so the point is that if your point in, in, in telling your story after they told their story, is to build on it and improve like kind of this general conversational dynamic. I think it's fine. If your point is to one up them, then you're a jerk and you shouldn't do it. Ah. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. That's the thing. Now that, that's the first part. The second part is you know, your, your motivation for telling the story is your story a good story mm. or is your story just a story about you having, you know, something cool happen to you? Like the best stories to tell Bill in any context are self-deprecating stories where you are the butt of the joke. You are the, right. you are the fool. You are the goof. You are right. the jester. Yes. That's the best kind of story. You tell stories where you're the hero. You ever be in a conversation where the guy he's telling every story, he's the hero of the story. And this is when I told that guy and I really laid it on. He was really uh, impressed by me. And you know, who, who cares? Right. You can't do that. Right. I, so you're like, right. You're right. So here's the thing. This is the, the question. The point is, is there some point to the story about you sitting for five hours with, with Paul McCartney that's like a good, like a good angle? Mm. Or is it just to say, oh, you met Ringo Starr? Well, I sat in a five-hour flight with Paul McCartney. If it's just to basically say I was on a five-hour flight with Paul McCartney, that's that's stupid. You know, that's that's like, who cares? Like, big deal. You know, but, this guy, the, the context of the way he's presented the question isn't that randomly in a, in a conversation, somebody announced, hey, five years ago, I met Ringo Starr. You'd look at me like, what the, what, what are we what are talking about? How would you do that? But the way, the way he presented the story is that, like, it happened that day or, like, the day right. before. So it's, right. re, it's in a category of recent events. Yeah. So he says, hey, the other day I met Ringo Starr, and you're like, uh, 10 years ago, I sat with Paul McCartney on a plane. 
you're a jackass. Yeah, big, that big time. That that yeah, the uh, spatial timing that that whole thing. Yeah, that's important. Definitely, I don't even. I never thought of that till you just said it. If you your can't. story is 25 years ago, I was on a flight with Paul McCartney, and I said to Paul McCartney, "You know, I don't see what the big problem was with all these silly love songs." And a year later, he wrote silly love songs. You can tell that story. <laughs> You can tell that story. That's great. I, I made that. I made that song happen. I take full credit or blame for it. Whatever the case. But like, if your point is just that, like, if you have a funny story to tell, like the yeah. story about Jerry Seinfeld has a point that Jerry Seinfeld was returning a whatever to to Banana Republic, and that that's a humanizing story about Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't just say, "Oh, you met Jerry Seinfeld." He used to live near me in in Manhattan. Like, who cares? They used to live like that's a, it's not a good story. So did twenty million other people. Yes, <laughs> it's got to be that your intent is not to one up. Okay, it can't. Yeah. Got to be relevant in some way. There's got to be some angle, right? And third, it really should be an interesting story. Yeah. Like, there should be some part to the story that has like independent interest. I'll tell you one other story that I almost always tell when I play golf with people because you know you're playing golf, you got. Sure. Four hours to kill. So there's always a story to tell. And I'll tell this story because this is another good story. With, with It's a good celebrity story. And it was a story about how years ago, uh, the Nike uh, company did a competition, a sales competition, where the winner got to play golf with, guess who? Michael um, Jordan. Tiger Woods. Mike, Michael Jordan. My, was, oh, was, was, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Dating yourself. Go ahead. I'm dating myself. Michael Jordan. So he got to play golf with Michael Jordan. When he was at the apex of his celebrity. Yep. Yep. So these people compete for what? Six months, whatever, to win yep. the sales contest. Three people win it out. Three guys say win the competition. And they get they get to go play whatever the course. And they meet. They have a drink with Michael Jordan. And they go down the course of Michael Jordan. And it happened that two of the guys. Now, the people that work in Nike all tend to be really athletic types anyway. Yeah. So they all tend to be, you know, there's a lot of good golfers there. Two of them were very good golfers. And Michael Jordan is a very good golfer, mm -hmm. very competitive as a golfer. Yep. And the third, the, the third guy, though, the two guys, good golfers, the third guy that won the competition, not a good golfer, like a 28 handicap, something like that. Maybe yeah. never even really played. So they go to the first tee. Jordan hits off right down the middle. Second guy down the middle. Third guy eh, right fairway. And then the duffer gets up, ground ball. The third base, like little ground ball. <laughs> Very embarrassing to do this in front of Michael Jordan. So they play the hole out, par, par, bogey, and an eight, you know, quadruple bogey. They get to the second hole, same thing. Good drive, good drive, good drive, pop up, you know, whatever. Yeah. Way into the woods. They get to the third hole. Michael Jordan leans forward, puts his ball on the ground, and as he's, you know, putting his putting the tee with the ball into the ground, looks up at the guy who's been playing miserably yeah. and says, this is your last hole. Oh, man. Whoa. Can you imagine that? This Whoa. guy cheated in this competition for how long to, to get that opportunity oh. to play with Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan basically says, you're done. You're playing three holes and you're out. I'm not going to play a game with a guy who can't play golf. Oh, wow. Oh, Ooh. So that's a good that's a good story. That's, that's like a good story to tell at the golf course. Yeah. And now you can tell it, you know, if you're in a private if sure. Michael Jordan comes up, you can tell that story. But like I wouldn't tell that story if the guy's like, you know, 
if he told the Michael Jordan story that like was completely different or whatever, like it has to be the context, right? Yeah, that's, makes sense. Well, you can tell a story, and it's not we, we're talking about celebrities, but it could be anything. Like the point when you're in a conversation is to build the conversation, not tear it down, right? Okay. The, the conversation, the point of any, all right, here's where we get with a lesson. The point of any interaction you have with another human being is to make that other human being feel better about themselves, not worse, not worse. Wow. Telling a story that makes them laugh, telling a story that connects to them, telling a story that they can then tell, telling a story that entertains, that's making them better. Telling a story to make yourself look good at their expense, it doesn't make them feel better about themselves. It makes them feel worse about you, and that's not a good thing to do. So my point to John is his instinct is very correct. You don't try to one-up people. You never one-up somebody in a conversation. What you do is you try to build on what they started, try to build it bigger, but you have to have the right intentions, and you better have a good story. If, I'm, if you're going to jump on somebody's story and try to add to it, it better be a good story. better be funny. better be entertaining. Wow, a little bit of serious Joe Rand here. Really, really trying to help. Help people be better. I love it, Joe. I love trying to it. help the humans, Bill. Trying to help all the human beings. Wow. Make a better world. This is I I, this is I say this, I say this a lot on these episodes. I don't even know you. Because <laughs> which nobody Joe Rand's gonna show up each week? No, nobody knows. It's, nobody I knows. don't know. I have no idea where it's going. Yeah, it's awesome. No idea, Joe. Awesome. Look, uh, I say this every uh this is I close this the show the same way every week. Please. <laughs> Send your questions in for Joe, and they can be about anything, real estate. They can be about sports. They can be about life, um, raising children. That's a really good one. Throw, throw that one in yes. there. <laughs> I am an expert on those those topics. Perfect. 480-270-4590. Thank you so much for tuning in. Joe, see you next week. See you next week, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thanks so much for checking out Randing and Raving with Joe Rand on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can always throw in a rating and review. That helps as well. And to leave your question or comment for Joe, the number is 480-270-4590. Cheers.